Gospel according to Luke. The mother of Jesus and his brothers came to him, but were unable to join him because of the crowd. He was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they wish to see you. He said to them in reply, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
Amen. Amen. The mother of Jesus is the most pure or the purest sanctuary ever to live on earth. God prepared her to receive Jesus. How can a holy God dwell in an unholy vessel? He tells us his eyes are so pure, God cannot behold the minutest of sin, let alone to dwell in it. So Mary, indeed, Mother Mary was prepared. That is why we have to take our time and understand the doctrine of immaculate conception. People don't understand. The mother of Jesus and his brothers came to him. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman. Galatians 4.4 When the fullness of time had come for us to be saved, God sent his son, born of a woman. It's as if God could not trust anybody in the world except Mary. Think about it. The whole world, God waited at the appointed time. Then he sent Jesus to Mary, to us through Mary. Let us find time and meditate on that. And in this gospel right now, the mother is now looking for this child who she conceived nine months and gave birth to. What was it about Jesus? That Mary who conceived him, so to speak, was not satisfied, was not tired of being around him. There is something about Jesus that the mother couldn't wait or couldn't sit for long without seeing him and be okay. It's as if Mary missed her son. Mary and the brothers, they missed Jesus' company and they were longing for him. And we are told that when they, when they found him, they could not have access to him because of the crowd. A crowd? How large was that crowd that they couldn't have access to him? And what was this crowd? What were they looking for? that they crowded around Jesus. The gospel acclamation says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. Amen. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. I said it before and I've always said it, no human being has ever heard the word of God and observed it like Mother Mary. Meditate on it and realize it. Mary, God entrusted the whole humanity's salvation into her care. That was dangerous. Assuming Mary aborted Jesus, think about it. But God trusted her that she would not abort the pregnancy. Today, abortion in this state, think about it. What is our attitude? I thank God that there is pro-life and you are fighting seriously about and praying seriously about it. 
come back to the gospel. What were these people looking for? They crowded around Jesus. And the word of God says, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. I made a point. Mary first heard the word of God and kept it to the extent that this word became flesh, John 1, 14, and lived among us. So now, if there is anybody who is blessed, he says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. What does that tell us? Mary is the most blessed. And the angel said it long ago. And Elizabeth said it also. Who am I that the mother of my Savior should come and visit me? Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. If you go further to Luke chapter 11, a woman in the crowd also, there was a crowd around Jesus in Luke chapter 11. Jesus was speaking, this woman enjoyed the conversation or the words from Jesus so much that she couldn't resist but to cry out and said, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breath that you suckled. All through scripture, Mary has always been pronounced blessed as the blessed woman. If this text says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it, it means indeed Mary is blessed. So there is nothing wrong calling Mary blessed. In fact, that is her title. And I've always said, if God chose to bless her, who are we not to honor her? If God chose her to honor her, we have no option but to imitate our father who has done it, also honor her. But what we, we take home today is this. The whole crowd, they sat around Jesus to hear his word and to be blessed because blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. And Jesus' family is a family of blessed people. Her mother is blessed. Think about that. His mother is blessed, first of all. So when Jesus says, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it, he's saying that my mother and my brother, my relations are a group of blessed people, beginning with my mother. She leads the blessings. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it, beginning with my mother. My mother. And now, including those who are surrounded me right now, listening to my word. So God, through the church, every day, over the centuries, is inviting each, or, each one of us to share in this blessing. That is why, one of the reasons why, daily masses, and in fact, masses are celebrated every day. So that we will hear the word of God and obey it and share in the blessing. And share in the happiness. Some versions will say, happy are those who hear. So Catholics, we are supposed to be the most joyful and the happiest people on earth. If any Catholic is not joyful and is not happy, it is his or her fault. Because the means is there. We are supposed to be the most joyful people, the happiest people on earth. Happy are those who hear the word of God and observe it. And this word of God is proclaimed to us every day for us to hear it and observe it. So if I am not happy, if you are not happy, whose fault is it? And let us remember God desires that we be happy. That's why Jesus came. And he had the time to spend with crowds of people to let them experience this joy and this happiness. The desire of God is that each one of us live a fulfilled life. Each one of us be a blessed person. Each one of us be a happy Christian. That is it. 
Pope John XXIII says, a sad Christian is a contradiction. In fact, it's unfortunate that we see Christians walking about as if we have no hope at all. I mean, downcast and sad and depressed. No. If that is how our countenance is, no one will be attracted to come to us, to come to Jesus. Remember this. God wants you to live a joyful and a fulfilled life. And he has given us the means to that. Meditating on the word of God, listening to the word of God, meditating on it. Not only on Sundays, but every day. Not only in church, even at home. Mary and the brothers were longing for Jesus. They desired Jesus. Friends, if we don't have this quest like Mary and the brothers, if we don't have this longing to always be with Jesus, we are sick. Any human being who doesn't desire to be in union with God, who doesn't desire to be at prayer, who doesn't desire to read the word of God, is not normal, is sick. Because every normal human being, physically, if you are normal, there are times that you will desire to drink water. You will desire to eat food. If you have no appetite for food, what does that tell you? You are sick. Because all things being equal, if you are normal, a movement will come where you will desire to eat. And remember, we are both spirit and physical beings. Man cannot live on bread alone, Jesus says. So the spiritual man must always yearn to eat the word of God and to be in touch with God through prayer. So if that is not our desire, if we don't desire that, then we are sick. And we should check that. In Psalm 42, David says, as the deer pants for running water, so my soul is yearning for you, oh my God. And Jesus makes it clear, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. These crowd, the crowd around Jesus were thirsty, were hungry. That should be our attitude. And that is the way to fulfillment peace and joy in this life apart from me you can do nothing apart from me you are dead even mary who conceived jesus daily longs to be in union with her own son think about it to the extent that even his last moments on the cross how many women, how is, 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 is God gave her that grace? How can a woman stand and see her own son tortured all the way? And she didn't give up, she didn't collapse. She stood even at the cross, last minute. I always said Mary is the Alpha and, big, uh, and Omega in, con in the context of our salvation. She started, our, she was there at the beginning of our salvation. And at the end of our salvation, so to speak, the fulfillment, she was there at the foot of the cross. She first received the words from the angel to start our salvation, so to speak. And she heard the last words from her son to culminate our salvation. This is your son, Mary. Behold your son. Let us honor Mary. And let us not only honor her, she is our mother. And she wants us to be happy. So she wants us to also do what? Imitate her example. And that is why she tells us in John 2, 5, do whatever my son tells you to do. Do whatever. Whether it makes sense or not, you just do it. 
In other words, Mary is inviting us to a life of joy and happiness. Why? Because doing whatever my son tells you means you will hear what he says first of all, then you do it. And blessed are those who hear the word of God and act on it. So Mary wants us to be happy. Mary wants us to be happy children. Mary wants us to observe the words of her son. Let us pray in this mass that God will create in us a hunger and a thirst for Jesus always. A hunger and a thirst always for Jesus. David said, I desire only one thing. And remember who David was? A king. He had everything materially you can think about. Think about it. Yet he said, I desire to be in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. One day spent in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere, including his palace. What is it about Jesus? May God open our eyes to discover what is truly in Jesus. That day in and out, we will trade him for nothing. But like Mary and these brothers in this context, in this, in this text today, we will daily look for Jesus in the word of God, in the Eucharist, at our prayer, in the sacraments. Let us honor Jesus. Let us look for him in adoration in the blessed sacrament. We pray for these graces in this mass. And let us remember, God is calling us, in fact, he has called us to a blessed and a joyful life. The Christian life is not boring. Jesus is not boring. Jesus is the most, most exciting person. And to be a Christian is the most joyful thing that can ever happen to any one of us. And that is why God wants the whole world to come and see, and to come and hear him and be saved. May we be instruments of evangelization to let people come to know and desire Jesus. We pray for these graces in this mass. Amen. Let us rise and present some intentions to the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, from today's Gospel of Luke 9, 1 to 6, Luke 9, 1 to 6, Jesus summoned the twelve and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither a walking stick, nor sack, nor food, nor money, and let no one take a second tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. And as for those who do not welcome you, when you leave that town, shake the dust from your feet in testimony against them. Then they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and curing diseases everywhere. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus said to them, take nothing, take nothing for the journey. Take nothing for the journey, Jesus told them. Take nothing for the journey. Who journey? Friends, in this journey of life, Jesus is telling us to take nothing. Jesus told them, take nothing. The word of Jesus is powerful. 
Jesus said, take nothing means take nothing. Don't worry about your future. Don't worry about your future. That is not to say we should not plan, no. But don't be worried about the future because our future has been taken care of. That is not to say we should be careless. We should not plan, no. But Jesus wants us to know that as we go about our normal duties day in and out, as workers, whatever work we are doing, we should not be anxious, we should not worry, but just trust his word. His word to us is that take nothing, don't be anxious, don't be worried. In Philippians 4, St. Paul says, be anxious for nothing, but in heaven by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the God of peace will surround your heart and fill your heart with peace. Friends, Jesus' words are, take nothing. Take nothing for the journey. In other words, be anxious for nothing. Don't be worried. And friends, Jesus is reminding us that our future has been taken care of. Dear friends, the word of God is powerful. And the word of Jesus to you this morning is that take nothing. Take nothing. Don't be worried, friends. Your future is secured. Our duty is to believe the word of Jesus, which it says, take nothing. So be anxious for nothing. As you go about your normal duties, don't be worried. Your future has been taken care of. Just trust the word. Just walk the word. Walk the word. Walk the word. Believe the word. Trust the word. Trust the word of Jesus. Friends, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, St. Paul tells us that God can be trusted. God can be trusted. Friends, God indeed can be trusted. That is what we see in the first reading. He says, every word of God is tested. Every word of God is tested. Friends, we are a people of faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Jesus wants us to trust him. Look at what happened. These disciples obeyed the word of Jesus to take nothing, and they went as he commanded them. They went on his word. They believed his word and went. And when they went, they saw results. They never lacked anything. If you read Luke chapter 10, he, when they, he asked them, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. Friends, when we go in obedience to God's word, when day in and out, we obey the word of God and act on it, friends, we will get results. Jesus is excited when we trust him. Jesus is excited when we believe him. And friends, when we believe the word, the word cannot fail. The word cannot fail. Jesus cannot fail. Remember, God and his word are one. John 1, 1, 1 to 3. God and his word are one. So if every word of God is tested, in the first reading, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, every word of God, the word of God has been tested and proven. The word of God has been tested and is proven. And God cannot lie. Numbers 23, 19. Friends, it is time to take nothing. It is time to take nothing but to trust God. It is time to take nothing but to trust God. That is why even if you take the gospel acclamation from Mark 1, 15, it says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent 
It doesn't stop there. It's not just enough to repent, but when we repent, we must believe the gospel. Why? Because in Romans 1, 16, St. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for this gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The power of God into salvation. And in, uh, in John 1, 12, we are told all those who received Jesus received power. In other words, anytime we receive the word of Jesus, because Jesus and his word are one, when we receive Jesus, when we receive his word, when we believe his word, we receive power. Power to do work. Power is for work. Power to do our work. Power to gain wealth. You know, in Deuteronomy, God says, don't think that it's by your energy, by your strength that you are wealthy. It is I, the Lord, who gives you power, power to work, power to prosper. Friends, that is our invitation. That is the invitation God has called us to. Believe in the gospel. Trust in the gospel. Believe in Jesus. In James chapter 2, we are told, if we continue in the word of God, as long as we continue looking into the word of God and obeying it and walking by it, the word of the king, we will be blessed in everything we do. Dear friends, Jesus says, take nothing for the journey. Take nothing for the journey. Don't be anxious about anything in this world. Just make sure you obey the word of the king. Friends, in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4, we are told there is power in the king's word. There is power in the king's word. There is power in the word of the king. And the word of the king, in fact, the king can be trusted, 1 Corinthians 1, 9. God can be trusted. And friends, God is excited when we trust him. When we trust him, when we obey him, you know, trusting God or believing God simply means obey him. If God says, go to this place and do this and this, and you don't go, it means you don't trust him. It means you don't believe him. So whatever he tells us in his word, if we fail to act on it, it means we don't believe. And Mother Mary, for example, wants us to believe the son. Because she knows the benefits of believing. So she tells us in John 2, 5, believe, do whatever he tells you. And dear friends, anytime we act in faith on the word of God, when we act in faith on the word of God and do anything in the name of Jesus, something happens. When we act on the word of God in faith, when we obey Jesus in faith, when we pray in faith in the name of Jesus, we will definitely get results. Dear friends, take nothing. That was the word of these two words from Jesus. Take nothing. And the disciples were told, and let look, he said what? Take nothing for the journey. Neither a walking stick, nor sack, nor food, nor money. And let no one take a second tunic. Friends, all that Jesus was warning them from was telling them not to take. These are necessities for life. So if he's telling them to take nothing, take don't, don't take anything that is needed in life, all he's saying is that trust me for your future. Trust me in this life, I will take care of you. Trust me, in fact, I have taken care of you. Remember, God blessed us in Christ. Our future is complete already in Christ. Jesus said, it is finished. Friends, your future is secured in Christ. It doesn't matter what you're going through now. As long as we trust in the word of God and walk in the word of God and believe the word of God, friends, 
everything is going to end in praise everything is going to end for our good friends let us learn to trust the word of god friends this doesn't come easily look we must learn to hear the word of god this faith jesus is calling us to walk in the, our, our work is a matter of faith and jesus is inviting us to take him by his word to walk by faith he's calling us to walk by faith and friends we must learn to do that this faith comes by hearing the word of god and understanding it and applying it faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god and remember the word of god is alive the word of god is potent jesus said take nothing that is his word and when they obeyed that word they never lacked anything i repeat jesus saying take nothing doesn't mean we should be careless or we should not plan for the future yes we should plan but we should involve him in our plans again proverbs chapter 16 verse 3. proverbs 16 verse 3 we must commit our ways our plans and everything in him we must work in hand in hand walk with god and he will fit everything he will reveal everything to us he says i will show you the way you should go take nothing jesus said take nothing for the journey the journey of life neither a walking stick nor sack nor food nor money and let no one take a second tunic whatever house you enter stay there and leave from there friends jesus has made provisions for our future jesus has made provisions for our future and as for those who do not welcome you when you leave that town you see when you leave jesus is promising us that not everyone will accept us not everyone will accept our message not everyone will believe the message but friends jesus says don't quarrel with them don't fight with them don't argue with anybody who doesn't believe the message your duty is to shake your feet shake the, the, the dust from your feet in testimony against them then they set out and went from village to village proclaiming the good news and curing diseases everywhere friends they went in obedience to the word of god and what are we told the word of god became true the promise of jesus his word became real in their lives how they proclaimed the good news that is the word of god what they heard and they cured diseases friends he sent his word and it healed them anytime we proclaim the word unadulteratingly friends signs and wonders must follow mark 16 from verse 17 to 18 says these signs will follow believers these signs will follow those who believe these signs will follow those who act on the word these signs will follow those who obey my word and it's manifested here they cure diseases it's unfortunate when christians are running after signs and wonders these signs and wonders are supposed to follow us and friends every believer no matter who we are jesus said these signs will follow us will follow us not that we will follow them so friends never hesitate to lay your hands on the sick never hesitate to pray about any situation you have that power don't undermine yourself you have that power Look at what the verse, the verse 1 says, Luke 9, the gospel says, Jesus summoned the 12 and gave them power and authority. 
Jesus gave them power and authority. The moment we confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, the moment we were baptized, we received power and authority. We received power and authority. Friends, you have more power than you think. You have more authority than you think. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't look down on yourself. Jesus said, he summoned them, the scripture says he summoned them and gave them power and authority over all demons, all demons, not some demons, all demons. What it means is that we have the power to overcome every power of the enemy. We have the power to overcome every opposition in the name of Jesus Christ. Friends, we must take what is rightly ours and make use of it. Jesus summoned them and gave them. Jesus gives us the power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We cannot have the Holy Spirit and not be powerful. And remember, we were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. So you have power in you. Don't underestimate yourself. Lay your hands on that sick person. Take that bold step. Lay your hands on that sick person. Pray about that situation. That possessed child or daughter or whoever, command that demon to leave. It has to go. You have that power. The apostles of old, the disciples of old, were just like us. And the word of God, the scriptures cannot be broken. And Jesus says, believers, these signs will follow believers. You are a believer. Friends, what it means is that if these signs are not following us, so to speak, then we are not believers. Then we are not believers. Every true believer, these signs must follow that person. Unless Jesus is a liar. And Jesus is not a liar, neither is he a joker. Jesus means whatever he says, because there is power in the word of the king. And in Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11, Jesus said, or the word of God says, Isaiah proclaims that the word of God cannot go out and come back empty. The word of God must accomplish the purpose for which it has been sent. Friends, there is power in the word of God. Isaiah 55 verse 10, my word is like snow and the rain that come down from the sky to water the earth. They make the crops grow and provide seed for sowing and food to eat. So also will be the word that I speak. It will not fail to do what I plan for it. It will do everything I send it to do. Do you hear that? God's word is so potent. God's word is so powerful. Friends, let us trust the word. But the question is, how can we believe the word? How can we apply the word? How can we walk in the word? How can we obey the word if we don't know it? And once again, I repeat, God has given us that opportunity through the church. Every day, God's word is proclaimed to us. We have no excuse. Friends, and we have our Bibles. We have access to our Bibles. We must make time to meditate on the word of God. Friends, there is power in meditating on the word of God. That is the source of our strength. Let us not joke with the word of God. And remember, friends, the word of Jesus can be trusted. He gave them just two commands, take nothing. And when they obeyed those two words, taking nothing, look at the results they got. 
if you go for and look look chapter 10 it tells us when they went away and they returned they were all rejoicing and jesus tells them listen the verse 19 of luke 10 he said listen i have given you power and authority friends you have power you have power and the word of god is powerful friends we have nothing to fear we have nothing to worry we have nothing to be anxious about our future is secured in christ we are blessed forever no one can curse us no curse can affect us friends we have been blessed and whoever god has blessed no one can curse don't be afraid pray about that situation you have the power to overcome it you have the power to dominate it you have that power apply your power friends don't waste your power apply that power you can make it you can do it god is to be trusted friends jesus said for example in matthew 24 verse 35 says heaven and earth will pass away but my word will remain what does that mean heaven and earth will pass away but my words will remain what it means is that the wisest thing to do on this earth is to trust jesus that is the wisest thing the wisest thing to do in this world or on this earth is to believe jesus is to trust his word why because jesus says heaven and earth will disappear all that we see will disappear but his word will remain what does that mean what it means also is that this ground on which we are walking on we trust it we have faith that when i walk i will not cave it, it will not cave in i will not fall we can depend on the word on on the on the earth but what jesus is saying is that heaven and earth will pass away his word will remain it means that his word is more dependable than the ground on which we are even walking on the word of god is more dependable than the chair the seat the pew you are sitting on the word of god can be trusted the word of god can be trusted in hebrews we are told he upholds everything in creation by his word he upholds everything by his word in everything in creation by his word friends god's word can be trusted and we cannot trust it unless we hear and believe and that is why we should not joke with the word of god it's in our interest to believe the word of god friends god's word can be trusted we must learn to walk in faith we must meditate on the word of god day in and out friends as we meditate on the word we are receiving power we are receiving the word of god and dear friends we are unstoppable we are undefeatable you are undefeatable you are unstoppable don't limit yourself jesus told uh, Martha in john 11 verse 40 did i not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of god did i not say that if you believe you will see the glory of god and in fact in the in, he goes on to say in uh, in john 8 51 he says if you believe in my words you will never die what does that mean think about it if you believe in my word you will never die think about it and today he's saying that what take nothing let us obey the lord and live a life uh, a stress-free life 
Let us believe the word of God and live it life. Let us believe the word of God and enjoy life. Let us believe the word of God and enjoy true life. Friends, that is what Jesus meant. If you believe in my word, you will never die. A dead person cannot make progress. A dead person cannot enjoy life. So if we believe in his word, what Jesus is saying is that we will progress. We will enjoy life. We will succeed in everything we do. You cannot fail in life. We cannot fail in life. The word of the king has power. And friends, Peter heard this word and believed it and walked on water. Matthew 14. It's interesting, Peter, if you look at the dialogue very carefully, go and read Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Peter didn't just get up to walk on the water because he saw Jesus. He said, Master, if you are the one, tell me to walk on the water. That is wisdom. He said, Master, if you are the one, you tell me. Once you speak it, once it's coming from you, I can trust it. And because Jesus said, and Jesus just said, come, one word, just, Jesus said, come. And because he heard that word from Jesus, this word that has been tried and tested, that word come, that word come alone, turned the water into a solid ground for Peter to walk on it. Dear friends, apply the word of God to your situation. You will see transformation. At the word of God, Ezekiel prophesied to dry bones and they came back to life. Friends, I challenge you and I encourage you to speak the word of God. You are created in the image and likeness of God. Whatever hopeless situation you find yourself in, speak the word of God. Speak life to it. Speak life. Speak life. And you will see life resurrecting out of it. Whatever hopeless situation we find ourselves in, speak the word. Declare the word of God. Declare the mind of God. And you will see life bouncing back to it. Take nothing. It means don't be worried. Your marriage will work. Your business will work. Your family will be alive. Nothing can hurt you. You will make it in life. You will succeed in the name of Jesus. But let us learn to walk the word of God. Let us learn to trust the word of God. But friends, we cannot believe the word of God if we don't know it. We don't believe in vacuum. Let us be familiar. Let us be crazy about the word of God. Like we see in the crowds yesterday, they crowded around Jesus to listen to the word of God. You have more power than you think. You have more wisdom than you think. You have more capacity than you think. Don't underestimate yourself. Friends, Jesus says, take nothing. And at obedience, at the obedience of these two words, look at the results these disciples had. Go and add Luke chapter 10, and you will see how they rejoiced and how they were filled with life and hope and joy in obedience to these two words. Friends, we can accomplish so much beyond our imagination if we will obey the word. Luke chapter 5 confirms that. They fished all night, they caught nothing, but at the word of Jesus, in obedience to that word, they, they caught fish beyond their imagination. And friends, the time Jesus even asked them to fish was at the wrong time. 
but at his word, friends, because his word is powerful, because his word is alive, even at the wrong time when they obeyed that word, they caught results. They got results they shouldn't have gotten. Friends, at the word of Jesus, Matthew 17, 27, Peter brought money out of the fish, of the mouth of a fish. The word of God is alive. The word of God is alive. And God's word to you and I today is that take nothing. Just take nothing. Let us obey the Lord. Let us live in obedience to the Lord. Friends, marry the word of God. Take nothing. Smile throughout this day. Take nothing. Smile every day. Take nothing. Your future has been taken care of. My future has been taken care of. Friends, we are blessed forever. You are blessed forever. Every day, make that declaration. That declaration, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed, be blessed, remain blessed. And remember, take nothing. Take nothing. Don't be anxious for anything. The Lord be with you in Jesus' name.